Welcome back to the show. I'm Travis Chappell, and I believe that if you can connect with the best, you can become the best. So after creating 800 podcast episodes about building your network, I've come to realize that networking is really just making friends. If you're doing it the right way, anyway. Join me as I make friends with world-class athletes like Shaquille O'Neal, entertainers like Rob Deerdeck, authors like Dr. Nicole LaPera, former presidents like Vicente Fox, or even the occasional FBI hostage negotiator, billionaire real estate mogul, or polarizing political figure. So if you want to make more friends that help you become a better version of yourself, then subscribe to the show and keep on listening because this is Travis Makes Friends. What's up, guys? What's going on? I just got back this weekend from a... Uh, trip full of interviews. I went out to LA for a few days and scheduled, I think it was four interviews that we completed. Um, and the last one was with Dane Cook, who is somebody that we've been actually in touch with for quite a while, but the schedule just never ended up working out. And this last time when I was in LA, it ended up working out. He even comped us a few tickets for his show at the Laugh Factory, which I went to. It was hilarious. Um, I love his style of comedy. And then his story is incredible if you don't know it. Um, so I can't wait for that episode to come out. But one of the things that we talked about in the episode was about mentorship uh, both in terms of like the people that he looked up to and then uh, some of the people that he's kind of helped up along the way. And it reminded me of this uh, illustration that I used to uh, draw out uh, during some of my time when I was teaching a lot about relationship building and things. And uh, so I wanted to kind of go over that because it's been a while before I, before I touched on it. So imagine your relationships, your, you know, quote unquote network, so to speak, is like a house, okay? And uh, here you are, trying to make your way on the uh, first floor. You know, you're pretty new to things, but you've been around for a while. And so you're not completely new. So you are here at the bottom of the house, first floor. Um, And then we have uh, the second floor and there's people up here, right? These would be um, people that have done some things that uh, you that are like at the level above you, the, 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 they're people that you want to connect with in order to be able to learn how they got from down here to up here. But then there's also a basement. Uh, you can walk down the stairs here. And now you got this person down here who's starting at the very beginning, and they are just now getting started doing whatever it is, you know, that maybe you've been doing for a few years, and you're getting to be somewhat proficient at most people focus on only connecting right here, they want to take the stairs up and go talk to these people who are who are who are just like right above them or just ahead of them in the process. And they want to go talk to these people because maybe they can help them, you know, figure out how to get to where they are. Um, and then they they make the mistake of thinking that there's nothing that they can do to help anybody else. And so what you end up having is you have a bunch of people here on this floor, and this is where most people stay. Most people stay average. So this is going to be the most crowded floor um, because uh, because there's a lot of people moving up the stairs because it's not super difficult to go from the basement to the first floor, but to go from the first floor to the second floor is a lot more difficult, and there's fewer people up here. Um, and so they focus all their time on talking to these people here to try to learn how to get up here. And then what happens is they get into the habit of becoming a taker, somebody who's always looking to grab value. They're the leeches of society. They're the ones that are always trying to take, 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 always trying to sell, 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 sell. And they never have anything to give. They don't, they don't bring anything into the relationship. It's always purely transactional. And so maybe they might be able to do some business with people up here on the second floor, but they're actually never going to make it to the second floor. And so one thing that I always encourage people to do is to look down here in the basement and ask yourself, how can I 
help these people that are coming up behind me? And what have I learned by doing what I've been doing for the time that I've been doing it that will allow me to kind of reach down and help this 19-year-old kid who's just trying to figure things out get to this part where they can actually have a launch pad to get to the second floor and beyond? Um, so that's the first thing. And what we ended up talking about with Dane was uh, he, he was talking about uh, Matt Reif, who is somebody who's been making the rounds lately. This guy's blown up on TikTok uh, and, uh, first, and then it led into more of a stand-up. His clips are being shown all over the internet. His, in, his entire personal brand is blown up. His tour sold out. He's doing like, I don't know, 50, 60 cities, and they all sold out in like a week or two. The tickets were insane. We were looking at going to a couple of shows, um, and they were like eight or 900 bucks for just regular standard tickets. And I was just like, hey, man, good for him. He is crushing it. And, uh, you know, so I started doing some research, like, where's this guy come from? And I ended up bringing his name up to Dane Cook. And, and I didn't realize that they had known each other because the reason I was bringing it up, I was making a, a correlation between how Dane Cook used MySpace back in the early 2000s to really blow up his personal brand and get to know the fans that way. And then now Matt Reif is using stuff like TikTok to be able to blow up his brand and, uh, and build his fan base and his audience. And, uh, turns out that Dane did a arena uh, near Matt's hometown when he was in when he was a teenager in high school. I yeah. did an arena gig in his town. Yeah, and he reached out and was like, "I want to be a comedian." I said, "Okay, well, when you graduate high school, come to the Laugh Factory and we'll shoot the shit." I think he came out early with his grandmother. Yeah, and I said, "Go home, finish school, come back out." And next thing you know, he was. I mean, that's somebody who put in the work on their own. Mm -hmm. You know, no, it, we all could say, "Oh, I helped give him gigs," but the reality is, he did it. He, 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 he did it. Yeah. I, I saw one thing bringing him on the road and the way he corresponded with my fans, which he was earning new fans every night. But I remember taking a hike with him one night up at uh, Runyon and just saying, you know, really embrace the online hmm. element. Cause he was kind of like, I don't want to be another one of those comics. At yeah. that, he was like, I want to do it. And it was like, no, nah, man, you should really let people get to know you in that way. So, um, I, my prediction is next year he's going to be. The lead dog in terms of the it, face of stand-up comedy. It seems like he's very much on the way if he's not already there. You he's know? got, like, he's got the pedigree people. now. He's got the yeah. act. 12 years of that. Um, he's a great person. And – that's always good to he know. He gets it. You know, he knows the he knows the love language of the internet. Yeah. And he's yeah. and he's doing it. Also, like right before that, Dane was talking about somebody who did the same thing for him. And that was Jerry Lewis, who is a really famous actor and comedian, um, you know, before Dane was on the scene. I had a couple of people over the years that were, you know, industry, legendary industry people like a Jerry Lewis, mm. who became in some ways almost like a father figure to me yeah. and definitely a mentor. And that was a guy that had done so much globally through his whole career, but in particular, his 10 years of like peak power, they mm -hmm. call it like nobody to this day, like the Biebers and the, any comic, nobody's touched it. Nobody's, mm -hmm. you know, the Chappelle's nobody's near what Jerry Lewis did in that time. You know, you turn on the TV to see Jerry Lewis at night and there was only 65 million people watching the show that <laughs> night. You know, this is when those were the numbers yeah. for somebody like when Dean there were Jerry six television channels crazy. <laughs> yeah. So to have somebody like him, who it was almost like my stuff was so small fries compared to like, <laughs> yeah. you know, producer, director, you know, he was a technical. This episode of the show is brought to you by Indeed. We are driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is not to search at all. It's to match and match with 
Indeed. If you need to hire, you need this platform, guys. I'm telling you, Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging candidates so you can connect with those people even faster. And it doesn't just help you hire faster. In fact, 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And look, guys, one of the things that I wish I would have used Indeed for is this matching service. You can search and search and search and search and search all day long, but to actually be presented with quality candidates, like 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 hiring a a recruiter for you that's presenting people that has actually done the work to vet them and uh, bring quality people in front of you, that work by itself is uh, the fact that it's done by a software instead of like a team of high quality recruiters is is pretty insane. So they leverage over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day, which is why Indeed's matching engine is the best one that you can use. It's constantly learning from your own preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets at doing the job for you. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility over at indeed.com slash Travis. Just go to indeed.com slash Travis right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed here on the podcast. Indeed.com slash Travis. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. You know, he built tech. He, the guy was just a, he was a genius. Mm. And so this person helped Dane figure out a lot of the things along the way. And, and when you're kind of navigating this type of kind of a lonely path where it's 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 appears to not be lonely because there's so many people who know you and there's so many people who want to know you, but there's also so few people that can relate to the type of popularity and fame that you're seeing. And so uh, Jerry Lewis was able to help Dane navigate those things and and, and be a resource uh, for him during that time. So Dane is here and he is talking to people up here and then he's helping people down here uh, along the way. And then Dane just blew up, right? He became, you know, uh, super, super famous, um, started doing A-list movies with other celebrities and selling out arenas himself. And so that's what happens when, like, so these ultra successful people, they're not even in the house. So they're all the way up here, um, you know, kind of on their own little, you know, rocket ship and they're, they're headed straight towards outer space, right? Like these are all the people that are up in the clouds, um, and so uh, Dane became one of these people, just like Jerry Lewis was. And really what's interesting about this entire breakdown is this. If you're on the first floor, which if you're watching this, you likely are. What I've found to be the case is that because people on the second floor are trying to get to outer space, they tend to not have as much time or not be willing to give as much time, depending on how you look at it, to the people on the first floor. And uh, they tend, because you're like on their heels, because you're you're so close to catching up to them, there's a lot of scarcity mindset that still happens with these people here on the second floor. And if they feel like you're nipping at their heels, they actually, a lot of times, unfortunately, and subconsciously probably don't want to help you out because they don't want to see you be more successful than they are. That's, that's uh, how a lot of people are here on the second floor because they've been successful, but 
they they only want you to be successful to the degree that you're not quite as successful as they are because they don't want to lose that you know status. Um, and so what I've found in my career that's actually been most helpful is figuring out a way while I'm on the first floor to connect with the people that are up here in outer space. And, uh, and ironically, well, not even ironically, it's just factual. Um, they can help you get to the second floor way faster than anybody on the second floor can because they've been to the third and the fifth and the 10th and the hundredth floor and beyond because they, they're so massively successful that they understand the way the world works in such a, a, a macro way that even the people on the second floor aren't going to be able to do. And because this person is so abundance minded, typically, okay, typically it's, again, it's not a blanket statement. There are some people that are going to be jerks even at this level. Uh, but there's so, a lot of people that are at this level, they've taken care of like every need that they have in life. They, 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 they want for nothing. Uh, they are, very willing to help people out if you're the type of person that proves that you that you're somebody who can be helped um and they don't have that type of uh that level of like uh, i guess envy or jealousy or uh uh that that feeling of not being enough like these people have so they're not going to care what level you make it to you know what i'm saying so so these people are so well off and so successful that they don't have that scarcity mindset of like oh we'll hope this person does well but only if they don't reach the level of success that i'm on because then that would mean that my status is decreased in their eyes and i don't want that these people are so far above that they exist beyond the scope of like regular competition that they do not care about about where you are on the, you know, uh, which floor you're on. They don't care about what, you know, step of the staircase or step of the ladder you're on. They don't care what car you drive. They don't care what house you live in. They care about who you are as a person, how you show up in the world, how you treat the people around you. Is your character good? Do you work hard? Do you take advice? Are you going to quit along the way? And like, they care about those things way more than they care about any of the other things because they don't stand to gain anything except for fulfillment from helping you find your purpose. Um, and so, uh, so I've made it my, you know, my goal, especially with the podcast and with some of the events that I throw and some of the, the hosting that I do, I made it my goal to connect with these people up here rather than just these people on the second floor. Because I know if I can connect with these people here, they can teach me how to not just get to the second floor, but they can teach me how to get to the attic and they can teach me to how to get to the roof and they can teach me how to get to the clouds. And then they can teach me how to get up into outer space to, to, to be with, to be with them. If that's the goal that I have in mind, but they tend to be so much more abundance minded than these people here because they just, they don't care about any of those things. They all, they're, they're at the legacy building fulfillment part of their lives. They're no longer in the rat race and in the grind, like a lot of these people on the second floor and they just don't, they don't have that weird notion that if I help this person, somehow that makes me less popular or my status is decreased. Therefore, I don't want to help them too much. I want to help them a little bit so that if they happen to be super successful, they're going to remember me as being somebody who helped them. You know, they, they have this ulterior motive sometimes on this floor up here. They don't care. They just want to help the people behind them. And I thought it was really fitting to talk to someone like Dane Cook, who has experienced all levels of success, even down uh, all the way in the basement a couple of times throughout his career. Um, and then talking about how he was connected with Jerry Lewis, who was up in the clouds. He was that level of famous for him. And then now he was the guy in the clouds and now he's able to help people like Matt Reif and some of these other young up and coming comics, uh, to, to escape some of the pain that he felt or to, uh, to, uh, take some knowledge and impart it to them on, you know, legal stuff and contracts and agents and, you know, some of the hard lessons that he's learned along the way, he can now help those people out. And he does it because he genuinely cares about seeing those people do well and he wants good people to do good things and be successful. Um, and so, so Keep that in mind as you go throughout 
you know, your relationship building journey is that, you know, you want to build relationships with the people on the first floor. Those are your peers. Those are the people that you're, you know, they're in your quote unquote class. Those are the people that you're going to, you know, be in the grind and the hustle with, and you can collaborate with those people and work with those people and learn from those people and they can learn from you. And there's people down here in the basement that you want to help up along the way that you want to constantly be looking behind you and say, who can I help? Who can I add value to? Who can I like bring up along with me while I'm figuring these things out myself? And then who's up here that I can connect with as well. Uh, but then the big hack is going all the way up to the clouds and finding the people that have experienced success on such a, 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 a grandiose level that there's just there's none of that you know bullshit that exists with some of the people that are still in the house in the middle of the grind uh, who are who still have a little bit of that scarcity mindset. So um, I I really enjoyed my my chat with Jane. I hope you guys will too. Um, and this is one of the things that I really wanted to bring out and focus on on this Freestyle Friday episode. So thanks so much for tuning in. We'll catch you guys on the next episode. Peace. That's it for today's episode. Thanks for spending some time with me and my friends. If you want to be better friends with me, then head over to travischapel.com slash team to subscribe to my free newsletter, Your Friend Travis, where I share what's on my mind about life, building a business, raising kids, being married, and anything else I would normally share with my close circle of friends. That's travischapel.com slash team. And my biggest ask of you since I'm sharing my friends with you is to share this episode with a friend of yours that hasn't listened to the show yet and leave us a quick five-star rating in Apple Podcasts and in Spotify. It would mean the world to us as it helps us make sure that this show continues to be more valuable to you. Thanks in advance, and I'll catch you on the next episode. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.